we are going to review and recommend a selection of shows available on Netflix and other streaming services, but not just any shows. Each one of these possess some unique theme. They're uplifting, they raise awareness about some critical problem or cause, and they provide some value insight. They're thought-provoking and, for the very least, super entertaining. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. All right, welcome back to the Manhood Experiment, the podcast where we explore the journey of self-discovery and personal growth and all that good stuff. I'm your host, T-Rex, with J-Dragon and Big Dreams, and today we have an exciting episode lined up for you guys. But before we dive in, I want to share something that recently inspired me. I just finished listening to the Matthew McConaughey book, Greenlight, on Audible, and let me tell you, it's a book that's not just entertainment. It's a reservoir of wisdom and personal philosophy. McConaughey, as you know, he's a successful and charismatic actor, and he shared some profound insights into his life, and including some true moments of test and failure. The book is really packed with humor, and it's some great, simple wisdom as well. Why I brought up that book, it made me reflect on an early episode we had where we were discussing the deeper meaning of things. And recently, I reactivated my Netflix subscription after being away for years. And when I went on, logged in Netflix, I realized there's a vast landscape of entertainment. But there's also some very interesting educational stuff that is more than just escapism. And that's what this episode is about. We are going to review and recommend a selection of shows available on Netflix and other streaming services, but not just any shows. Each one of these possess some unique theme. They're uplifting, they raise awareness about some critical problem or cause, and they provide some value insight. They're thought-provoking and, for the very least, super entertaining. Before we continue, I want to check in with the boys in the house. Roundtable check-in. <laughs> what up? What What's up? Good, what up? What up? What up? What What's up? What's up, Jay? Y'all know who this is. Big dreams <laughs> in the house. Fun. Watch your mouth. Uh, <laughs> watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. What are you guys up to? Oh, no, I have to, uh, happy to be here. It's always good to be here in the digital sphere with you, just feeling the energy. Fun topic. What's good with me in my world? I, I got hoop fever. I feel like every year when, when playoffs come along, it just it brings out the the old hoop dreams, and I'm in it. You know, I think this year we got there's always some fun narratives and more than others, and and to see what's going on with Jimmy buckets over in Miami, oh, the underdogs, the eighth seed coming, come on, now. almost almost swept up the Celtics with with those yeah. Celtics moving on, and you can't deny what's going over on the West Coast. Even though if you wanted that story to see the King. You do something special. The, the Nuggets just are, they they got the sauce. They got the sauce These nuggets this year, are dipped man. in sauce, and 
and it's going to be a battle uh, that, that I'm stoked up for. So, so I've been getting out, hooping around more lately, and it gives me something to find some excitement uh, this time nice. type of year. And I know dreams. I know you feel that as well. Oh but man, what's good with y'all guys? Playoff energy got me hyped. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I I get disappointed. I'm like, you can give so much more. You can give so much more. I'm talking to, mm. to none other than the King LBJ, like rebounds. I could have seen a little bit yeah. more hustle. Y'all remember that year Giannis won? That and that dude worked. He was chasing down every transition yep. and offense, like making defensive stops on both sides of the court. You know, I think that's the aggressiveness that Lakers didn't have this Playoff. special season. Energy. The energy wasn't I, there. I just want to put a little extra salt on it. Like <laughs> playoff energy. If we brought that to our life, like oh when's the God. last day that you had playoff energy? Oh, I like that. That's an episode by itself, yeah. Jay. That's an episode yep. by Damn. itself. Playoff energy mm-hmm. applied to mm-hmm. life. Um, what's going on, yep. big dream side? All right. Uh man, things are good. I've been working on different concepts, and I probably know we'll go over some things too. But things are good on this side. Family's good on this side. Baby boy's finally on the schedule, so I'm not a walking zombie. Thank God. And you've been working out a lot oh, lately. I've been getting some gains. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I've been throwing some uh, some whey protein and my pancakes. Shout out to Jay Dragon over <laughs> here. <laughs> you know, with some food enhancements here, make, making some healthy choices. I can't speak too much on healthy choices right now. I got a darn chocolate chip cookie staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, man, I'm feeling like I'm in a good space. Music business is going well. And the family, nice. the family matters. That's in the right place. So nothing but positive energy on this side. T, what is going on, brother? How we doing over Vegas? Yeah, it's been getting warm here. I've been doing this challenge, this 30-day challenge that was on the last episode or previous episode. And I was inspired by Jay a few months ago when he discussed challenges. So this 30-day challenge. He inspired everybody, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this 30-day challenge is I'm drinking X number of waters, uh, 2.5 to 3 liters of water. Being uh, going for walks, making sure I get walks, sun in the morning. A lot of workouts in the day too, just making sure I get an hour workout, things like that, keeping on track. And it's really cool. The cool thing is that it was when you get to check off things and you see progress and mm. it just gives you that really good dopamine, I guess. It does. I don't know. Jay knows the signs behind that. So the, yeah, the chemical. Yeah. It's like Pac-Man. It's like little Pac-Man. You eat the little dots and you get the that big dot. Yeah. You got some energy to keep you going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well shit, let's Let's yeah, let's off. get this going. So this will be a fun episode. We'll go around the table for this one. I will start first. But where we're going to share is, again, some shows, movies, something that on Netflix or a streaming service that we find uplifting, raise awareness around something, valuable insight, thought-provoking. And this first one is on Netflix. Before I tell you the show, I will tell you a little story about me personally. Mm. Uh, when I was growing up, I had very little possessions, not by choice, but my family wasn't wealthy. I'm sure many of you listeners can relate when you're growing up. I, for me, I was growing up on the islands in Trinidad. When I was 17, there was a time in my life I didn't have electricity. We all lived in one room and I wore one blue pants. I wore that for a couple of months <laughs> and the neighbors was asking my mom, why doesn't he change his pants? And why I bring up that story is fast forward to move into the U.S. 
today I live in a world and many of you live in a world where there's so much abundance, where ordering on Amazon is so easy. I buy things that I do think I absolutely need. And there's other times when I don't, there's a gray area. And that's what this show, this Netflix show is called The Minimalist. And it looks at the problem about consumerism. It's an all-time high right now with e-com and technology. Stuff shows up at our doors the same day. And they give us some interesting stats where nearly 70% of digital ad spending goes through three companies, Google, Amazon, Facebook. And in the show, they talked about companies that manipulate they didn't call them up, but there's companies that manipulate our interests with ads and target us. And they target us on what our needs, wants, and desires are. And $250 billion a year is now spent in advertising. And this is the sad part because people's mental health make us more vulnerable to anxiety, depression, and seeking a false sense of happiness through shopping for things we don't need. Now, the minimalist argues that we are a society that's obsessed with stuff and we are constantly bombarded with these messages telling us we need stuff to be happy. And this leads us to accumulating a lot of clutter in our lives that can bring stress and overwhelm. Now, the minimalists in the documentary, they argue that the solution to the problem is to own less stuff. They believe that getting rid of clutter through that, we can free up our time, our energy, we can have money to focus on all the things that's truly important. And being a minimalist doesn't mean to sell everything. It just means to live with less dependence on material things and less clutter. And it means being more intentional with using what you have and making room for important things in our lives. So a great question, that a couple of good questions I took away from that, and then I'll go to you guys, is how might you feel better with less? And another good question is ask yourself, can I live without this? Is it adding any real value to my life? So that's my share, and I throw it over to you guys. Oh, I dig it. You know, I have seen that, and I wanted to add on one other thing, just a, a quick note. Mm -hmm. First off, you brought off the green lights. Big fan of that. I've listened to that twice. I think the narration version, because I have had friends that have read yeah. it, the narration version is the way to go because you get to hear that. Oh, yeah. McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> He's just an incredible storyteller. Yep. And it, it is. It, if anything, it can give you inspiration to document more for your life and to maybe mm. live a little bit more adventurous. He could have made up every story, and I still would listen to it again. Right. It's that entertaining. Yeah. To tap into what you said with the, the minimalist, and then I'll let Dreams chirp in. You know, it's funny. So you guys don't know a whole lot. When my wife and I got together, one of the things we really – hit off together or, or that we shared an interest was was traveling which a lot of people do it's kind of cliche but like she was travel nursing when we met meaning that she she goes around on contracts and it works like a 12 week or maybe a 16 week nursing contract and is off to a new city and i you know had been somewhat remote working but desired to be completely remote just to be able to see the world more i didn't get to travel a lot when i was younger and we started off our relationship by traveling we both decided to move to san diego area together and we did that immediately we got rid of a lot of stuff and we watched this documentary around that time and mm -hmm. we just found that it's easier to get up and go and so for over two years probably close to three years of our lives we put all of our stuff in storage we ended up selling it but we were just renting airbnbs and furnished places and yeah we were paying a little bit of a premium for it but we could get by in a lot smaller place 
And that was fun. And we realized that we wouldn't have been able to do that if we had so many possessions. Mm. And when I left mm. San Diego, when we went to Nashville, I had everything essentially that I owned. I fit in a Toyota 4Runner, just to give you guys an <laughs> idea. And it felt great. Nice. You know? um, and I had some things like golf clubs and a bike that I just sold because I knew I could buy a new one. But I just wanted to say that it was very freeing. And there was a lot of freedom that came from getting rid of some of that stuff that ends up owning you and holding you back. Mm. Nice. Trips, do you want to do a quick share before we go to the next round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one, I got to tap into that Matthew McConaughey book you guys were talking about. That's my best. <laughs> it's Matthew, good. Matthew McConaughey impression. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I detected a little bit He's, there. he's seen a little bit a little of that. Bit. Yeah, I, I just listened yeah, to that yeah. just for sake. He's him, you know. <laughs> but secondly, yeah, being a minimalist, like when you get a new home, you get buyer's eyes, right? You almost want to buy up the bar because you want your house to feel warm. You want these things to feel like a home. And me and my wife definitely spent a degree of time really trying to search for, do we need this? Do we want this? Do we need this? Do we want this? What are the essential things we need to run the house right now mm -hmm. to make it useful? Like to make sure that the things we actually are purchasing, we're going to use. They have some type of application like now, not in the future we're going to. And that's one of the things we kept having to go into. Yeah, well, we're going to need this in the future. No, what do we need right now? in this moment where we are because i purchased things myself i would say even for music equipment that i felt like were going to be valuable in the future and i'm like i never really used that item like that was a future item that eventually i had to sell off you know to make some of my money back based on the purchase that was not needed at at that time so i could see how that applies to not just you know your personal life but even business when you're like, well, what things do I not need? Where can I cut the fat? We want to have mm -hmm. basically like a, a lean or a linear life to where we can get from, like you said, from point A to point B without a bunch of baggage. How freeing yeah. it was for Jay and his wife to be able to make those moves. How less clutter is in your mind. I'm sure, T, being able you have multiple businesses to be able to just cut down to the things that are necessary to run that business. So it probably mm -hmm. has a lot of applications. So. I'll be willing yeah. to check this show out, short and sweet. Right. I'm going to check it out based on your recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you, Dreams, you're up next. All right, so I got one for you. This one's called All-American. I'm not sure if you guys saw this being on the sports mm. tip. We got a new season rolling out here, so I'm excited about that. It's got actors, Daniel Ezra, uh, Tate Diggs, Samantha Logan, many more. It's a great cast, mostly a young cast. The hero in this, or the main character, is Spencer James, who's this uh, young football athlete, wide receiver. He's a beast. So basically, he gets the opportunity. He's so great at what he does. He gets the opportunity to go to another school across the tracks, which is completely opposite of the school that he was going to because his school was kind of hood. It was that neighborhood of grit, grind, gang relations, gang affiliation. And then it shows him in this new area where his coach kind of takes him on as a, a son, a mentee, mentor, whatever. And they develop this really close relationship. It shows how he goes through the uh, dynamics of dealing with his past, his dad's relationship, learning like, you know, forgiveness as you go through the different seasons and things like that with his dad's relationship and himself. And then how that mm -hmm. affected his life choices and also his personal relationships with his friends from being in that survival mentality 
to where he's taking on everybody's problems from that past life, even though he's in a new area of life and he has a better school, better system, and better opportunities being in this new location. So still trying to find out, well, who am I in this new location if I used to find myself based on what I could get through, what I could survive, what I could overcome? In this new space, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to be that person anymore. It's changed. I can be someone who can focus on being a great athlete, and that could really be my job right now. I don't have to focus on my life's problems, my my single mother's issues, and what she's going mm-hmm. through and trying to be there for the family as much because she just wants me to focus on football and school as well. So it's like, how do I change that perception of myself? And me personally, I went through that, through a single parent mm-hmm. household and having to go through maturing my perspective and learning forgiveness for my parents' decisions because at one time, they're exactly where I am. Like I'm thinking about it in hindsight. I talked to my mom the other day. I was like, mom, I'm now the same age you were when you had me. Mm, (laughs) Like a full circle moment for me. I was like, and the Mm. decisions I'm having to make, I just hope that my kids can appreciate that when they get older, even though they may not understand every decision. Like, why am I so far from my grandparents to where they don't have the relationship they wanted? You know, different things. I'm like, I'm hoping they, they just don't hold it against me that they can find that forgiveness as well based on what I felt yeah. was best at that time. So that's my take. All American, that's the name of the show. It's got about five seasons now. New season coming up, so mm-hmm. I'm hype. I'm a big sports fan. And they, they go through yeah, the choreography nice. too, like with the plays and everything. It's, it's play action. It's good. I anticipated that for a long time because I went to University of Oregon and Spencer Pacinger or Pacinger, who helped write that. The story mm. is loosely based on his real life. And so I I was a big fan of that and was crazy anticipating every episode, uh, <laughs> you know, when that when that first came out. And I, I love that. I think there's a lot of good stories that come from that, which the real life character development and the struggles and having the chip on your shoulder and yeah. fitting in and, and keeping priorities straight and checking your ego and not letting pride get the best of you. But there's a lot of great lessons and, you know, it gets a little dramatic at times, but it's a sports drama. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that's sir. cool though. Jay, what do you have for us? Oh, I got something. I got something juicy for y'all. Okay. You know, I got to drop it on you. So the star of this show who helps write it and produce it as well as another fellow Jason, Ted Lasso. So, this might not be a surprise for a lot of people. Maybe some of you have seen Ted Lasso. I think it's exclusively on Apple TV, but it got me to subscribe to Apple TV just to check it out because <laughs> I was like, I saw them hyping it up in the previews. But the synopsis of the show is, I mean, it's a heartwarming, optimistic comedy that's mm-hmm. based around sports. And so you got this coach that's played by Jason Sudeikis who came from a really small like D2 football program in the Midwest, randomly gets this opportunity to coach a big fo- uh, soccer, you know, football, soccer, <laughs> soccer program in the UK. And it's a wife of the owner of the team, despite her husband as they divorce, hires this coach that knows nothing about it. And it's a surprise to everyone. And at first people are not for it and you don't know what, you think it's almost going to, you're embarrassed for him that this guy's, you know, getting so far out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But why I love the show is that there's so many lessons tied into this show. And I'm going to give you guys some of my favorite quotes from the show. There's a lot of character development. It's very relatable. 
the main character has something that I relate to. He's got this shield that he puts out where he's just full of optimism and he mm. lifts everybody up and he's trying to cheer everybody up and he carries this heavy weight on his shoulders. Yet when he's got some of his own drama that he deals with, he deflects it. And throughout the show, he gets some help with some therapists. So again, it shines some light on mental health, but it's extremely entertaining and there's so much wisdom. And it's got a lot of these just old school quotes. I grew up with my grandparents. <laughs> my grandpa used to drop quotes on me like, hold your horses, son, you know, and always, always tell me a story and trying to teach me a lesson. And Ted Lasso does that. And people come to just expect that out of him. And you got all these, like, you get some negative personalities. You got these characters. And I think, gosh, what do they got? Three seasons. And everybody I've turned it on to, I think, loves it. But it's got a lot of laugh out loud types of moments. But I'm going to give you an example. So it's one of those shows I say when you watch it, a byproduct of is you're just going to become a better person. Like we could use more Ted Lasso's mm-hmm. in the world. And it's not so cheesy. <laughs> it's written well enough. Like the delivery of it is surprising a lot of times, but um, I'm going to give you some of my favorite quotes from Ted Lasso. So he says this, all this like in character and it's just, it's great. One of them is he says, you know, there's two buttons I never like to hit. That's the panic and the snooze, <laughs> you know? So he's, he's keeping people calm all the time. He said, I feel like we fell out of the lucky tree and hit every branch on the way down, ended up in a pool of cash and Sour Patch Kids. I mean, just to, <laughs> he just drops bombs. He says, you know, if that's a joke, I love it. If not, can't wait to unpack that with you later. So he's just ready to, to <laughs> yeah. either cheer you up or be there to console yeah, you. That's good. Last quote I'll drop on you is, you're taking on a challenge that's a lot like riding a horse, isn't it? If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. And there's some wisdom in that. that but is, mm. I think that they did a lot of homework with the writing and they just dropped these little wisdom nuggets that every time you hear them, you laugh, but you're like, that's actually really true. And I think that I strive to have that at the same time as he develops, be able to tackle the past traumas and the issues and really peel back things so that you can connect with people that much better. But I think it's very entertaining. It's something that I highly recommend. And it's, it's already gotten a bunch of awards and, nice. and so What's on. What's the name so, of this one again? Good share. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Okay. Yes, yeah, T-E-D-L-A-S-S-O on Apple, um, Apple TV. I've been hearing some really good things about it for sure. It keeps popping up. Yeah, very. I got stars right now, so when I cancel that subscription, I'm gonna jump over to Apple. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I got too many too. I, you know, I got too many. We got to become streaming minimalists. (laughs) Yeah, like exactly. (laughs) Hey, listeners, this is Big Dreams, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. Next round. This is round two. Round two. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Let me share this. I'm, I'm trying to relate to my personal stories here. So growing up in Trinidad, my dad used to give me, I think, $5 a day. Hmm. When I started high school, it was like $5 to buy whatever I wanted in school, right? And that was just... And even at that time, I was just really small money. But years and years, I saved that to $1,000. Um, eventually, it all added up to $1,000. And then we were building this house. And my dad had this 
the roofing he needed to do and it cost a lot of money and he didn't have the funds. So I gave him all my life savings, all my high school savings, which was a thousand dollars plus. Wow. And I gave it to him. And that was years of sacrifice of, you know, not enjoying like seeing people in the cafeteria, the kids in the cafeteria buying their drinks, their sodas and their lunches and stuff and just saving that, just sacrificing. And so I brought up that story because I never really understood the dynamics of money and the value of money and how to leverage money. And then a couple of years ago, I came across this guy called Ramit Sethi. I've been following him for years, even when I was back in Trinidad. And Dreams, you might like this show. He wrote a New York Times bestseller called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And what makes him different from all the money gurus out there is that he really approaches the topic of money from a real world problem, really down to earth issues. And his book really taught me over the years, the power of automatic savings and understanding how credit cards work and understanding how to really leverage money versus how I grew up in Trinidad. I just didn't understand. I knew just saving money and then losing it all. But <laughs> so they just came out with this new Netflix series called How to Get Rich. I was and just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting. I've watched the first couple episodes and Ramit covers a like a variety of topics from retirement to buying a house, saving, bad money management, credit card debt, couples lacking trust between each other. Mm. And people who made a series of bad financial decisions. And even with people who have issues with just saving and not being able to spend money. So it's real problems that sometimes keep people up at night. And what he does is he looks at the numbers, then he goes deeper into the people's habits, behaviors, and mindsets that drive this, you know. He tries to understand people's psychology. And obviously, there's a bit of entertainment and drama like any other Netflix show. But you're going to come out of it with some valuable lessons. And I don't want to spoil this for everyone, but I'll just be high level here. He talks about setting financial goals. You know, what are your financial goals? Do you want to retire early? Do you want to buy a house? Another thing he talks about is tracking your spending. And he doesn't go too crazy because he doesn't believe on creating a budget. But he says budgeting is more looking backwards. But what he believes in is creating a conscious spending plan, mm. looking forward where your money is going. So it's a little bit of flip on that. And he talks about automatic savings, investing monies, and living below your means. And that means spending less money than you earn. But he also shows where you can save money and you're not wasting money, but you can put the money into something or things that you really cherish. And so you don't always have to hoard the money. Like if you want that vacation trip, there's nothing wrong with saving for that. If you like clothes, budget for that. Spend the money in that area. But obviously you have your savings intact as well too. Have that space. Yeah. And one of the things though, I'll leave this last thing is he says, don't be afraid to ask for help if you're struggling with your finances. And the thing is, one of the questions that he keeps bringing up for all the people that he talks and interviews with is he's asking them, to really answer this fundamental question. And it is, am I in denial or am I being honest with myself, with my money? Mm. And that's the fundamental question he keeps driving people in the um, episode. So it's the name of it is How to Get Rich. It's by Ramit Sethi and it's on Netflix right now. 
anyways, that's my share. I like that one. I mean, you know, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Jay? What you feel? <laughs> nice. No, I watched a few of those episodes, so I just wanted to chime in because I didn't know if you got a chance to yet. Yeah, I'm a fan of him too. At first, I feel like he's a little different with his information that he puts out there. I think he can rub some people the wrong way, like on his, his stance on things like home ownership. And I mean, he's got his opinion. I think that he's influenced based on living in a bigger city and he's got a lot of experience building wealth mm. and so on. And so I think that he's got a book, I'll Teach You to Be Rich, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine you, you probably read that. But what I loved the most about watching this was these unique situations that don't get talked about a lot. And it shows like in a relationship where a lot of people just don't talk about the finances or they split them up. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, having a goal, whether it's saving up for something or just having purpose what you spend your money and you're giving yourself permission of what gives you fulfillment. If that is a trip mm-hmm. and don't feel bad if you want to, like most of the rules are like, oh, save, don't buy this, this and that. But it's like, no, use set aside money to do the things that bring you joy, you know, because yes. in life, like that's important that you're finding that joy. So I think it's a very well-balanced information, but I love looking at real examples of people's lives of what they're going through. And there are people, there's yeah. such a big variety people that are living paycheck to paycheck and in a ton of debt, which is very eye opening. Mm. that like, Hey, a lot of people really are buried in debt. And you got some people that are just looking to retire early, you know? And so I just thought that we need to be trained better on, how to manage our finances and learn how to invest better. So I think that brought that more to attention that like we should teach our kids that a whole lot better, especially from kids like myself who didn't come from, mm-hmm. you know, my immediate parents didn't really show me a lot of positive uh, habits around skills. finance. Mm-hmm. 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 No, I get you. I'm yeah. on the same tip, Jay. I didn't get all the bases of what I felt like I should have gotten as a kid. So as I got older and started to go through my own journey, I got, you know, very obsessed with, learning what is out there to keep me from being in these situations. And, you know, if you guys checking out the episodes, definitely reference our budgeting episode that we went through. I think it'll be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if I'm premature with this, fellas, but we got some uh, 30-day challenges that we're going to be getting ready for y'all to help you either with your financial plans or your health plans. Speak it into existence, and baby. It's coming. Yes, sir. It's coming. But these things, I truly think, will help you guys with budgeting and finding your own goals and own out financially if you are in debt or helping you just manage your money a little better. But yeah, the trust thing that you got that you spoke on, that stood out to me between relationships, our husbands and wives, mm-hmm. you know, guys were like, I gotta make the money. I gotta handle the budget. I gotta handle all the financial decisions. Not always the case. Whoever has the best skill to be detailed, sometimes that's the person who should manage that piece because they can be more organized. But let's keep going. Mm-hmm. That was my little yeah, take yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Dreams. Oh, you're, I'm up. Uh, you're up next. I'm up. Yeah, you're up next. All right. All right. It says round two, last round. Last round. Let's do it. So I like this guy. His name is Teddy T. Pendergrass Payne. We all know him. You know, he came up with a lot of great hits during our high school times. I'm telling my age, but JT, y'all know what I'm talking about. Buy me a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> buy you a drink. Sing it, sing it. But I'm sprung. Yes, sir. And this show is called This Is Pop. So basically, in the first episode, they got me locked in, and they talk about the discovery of auto tune, which is pretty cool because it's an innovation in music right now. Like right now, we have this huge innovation of AI being incorporated into the music industry, and people are like, "Well, is it making it too easy?" 
Well, if you think about that time when T-Pain came out with the sound, that was almost like the same energy of AI. Is it making it too easy to create music now? Because everybody can be in tune. They talk about how a lot of singers back in the day, they had so much, they would be flat. Like you could either be below a note or on top of a note or right on the note. When you're below, it's called flat. When you're above the note, it's called being sharp. So since some singers had such good intonation, you couldn't tell if they were flat or sharp, but it sounded good. But once we started making music more digital and the sounds became completely on pitch because it's being in software and everything like that, it's being generated in software, you could hear that if somebody was flat or sharp. And what auto-tune did was kind of help push you right where you needed to be in that pitch, right? So hopefully I can give you the background mm-hmm. of that. But what T-Pain did, he went through this long time of trying to discover what that sound was that he heard back on a Cher's track. Do you believe in love after love? Like, you heard that, right? And she used this Mm -hmm. heavy piece of auto-tune in some of the chorus, and you were like, whoa, what was that? And it was an industry secret for so long, Mm -hmm. and nobody knew what that sound was. So it got to the point to where T-Pain gets to different examples of him trying to find this sound. And he talks to Usher one day on the plane. I'm sorry, I'm giving y'all the whole episode, but I want y'all to jump in this. It's a lot more episodes, so don't fault dreams for this. <laughs> Go see it for yourself. And he says he, he's on a plane with Usher and Usher's like, dude, let me talk to you. He's like, T-Pain, Usher, yeah, I'm gonna talk. Okay, cool. Usher's like, yeah, T-Pain, you broke the industry. He's like, what? I, I did? He's like, yeah, you, you broke the industry with auto-tune. Like, it's not the same anymore. Anybody can do it. Now it's all this competition. People don't know who's real singers, who's not real singers, you know? And if you know Usher, you know Usher. That boy sang. Mm-hmm. So he's like, now people mm-hmm. can compete with me in a sense. I don't think it was out of sense of fear, but just, he's like, you broke the industry. Mm-hmm. And T-Pain went through this long time of feeling like he messed up music. Imagine whatever your passion being, you just love that thing to death. And then somebody you idolize comes back and says, hey, you messed it up for everybody. Mm, Like he said, he went through it and they take you through the nuances of going through something like that. And then him Mm -hmm. over time coming back and overcoming. And then we come back and see him in a vulnerable spot where he's doing like a tiny desk concert and things like that. And he's singing, singing for real without the auto-tune because he's vulnerable. And people now, they accept him as being a real musician. And then, of course, you got the Kanye's who use it. And then now, if you listen to today's music, who is not using auto-tune in their music? And it's widely accepted as this is good music, Mm -hmm. as this is what I want to hear. So it just goes to show, like, you could be doing something that's so far ahead of his time at times to where people may not accept it or understand it because of, the timing, it doesn't mean it's wrong. You just may be ahead of the game. And for me, that felt good to hear. So I was like, okay, cool. That's mm-hmm. that's a nice little nugget to take from this. What y'all think? How y'all feel about that one? And are you interested in watching This Is Pop? I dig I like I'm a music junkie. I got music playing constantly in the background. I'm a huge <laughs> T-Pain fan. College, I remember when it Sprung Drop oh, and his whole album and everything. Buy You a Drink was like the theme song for a year of my life. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I love all that stuff, the history. You know, I mean, look what it's done to the music industry. You got ASAP Rocky, you know, a lot of people doing auto-tune stuff or different variations of it. Yeah. And so, you know, when something new comes along, people are going to question it. But, hey, some people think they're a pioneer. Some people think you took it the wrong direction. But yeah. I like that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. I, I'm in. 
what you feel about being innovative t what's what's your take on it did it strike a chord I was thinking about back in the day, remember when Millie Vanilli got busted for not singing on the tracks and they give them a hard time. And oh, yeah. now people aren't singing these days. They're just computer generated voices now. And mm. so I just remembered that. And they have an amazing story too. I hope one day we see a documentary on the Millie Vanilli story. Yeah. Because they were very talented. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Say, Jay. Girl, you know it's true. I have to get you Girl, in the you studio, know bro. <laughs> Get you an AI verse written or something. (laughs) By the way, we have a little bit of time left, Jay, and we still have to go with your episode, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'll drop a quick one on you guys. Um, So this is one that I've mentioned before. Obviously, I'm a a junkie when it comes to all nerdy things, health, and so on. But a documentary called Limitless. And I love Mm. the documentaries Mm -hmm. for being able to, to get some information, whether it's from nature and animals to but this was right up my alley i anticipated this i fell for the getting some seeing some ads on social media or whatever it was but i had to check it out so they did a good job with this national geographic teamed up with chris hemsworth to film this documentary where they dove into all things from medicine to longevity nutrition fitness and psychology and the idea was to test these things out to see how they would influence the body and what really stood out to me in this was they started this all prior to 2020 and so they had to delay some of it which ended up making some changes for the better but they teamed up with dr peter atia who's one of the leaders in longevity and who's i just got his book yeah yeah awesome and so peter atia has taken this term and maybe he didn't coin this idea but instead of longevity and just living a long life it's about living a better longer life and like your health span And that's what I subscribe to, the idea of like, yeah, it would be great to live to 100, but I don't want to just like get to 100 in a wheelchair. It's about living with more zest to your life. Quality. Yeah. So in this show, what they dove into, which I liked a lot, was they they checked out genetic testing. Some people want to know. Some people don't want to know. For example, Chris Hemsworth found that based off his family, he carried two copies of this gene, this APO, APO4 gene, which basically increases the risk of Alzheimer's. So Mm. when you carry one, that increases the risk. When you carry two, it's very likely you'll develop earlier um, Alzheimer's. And so you ask yourself, do I want to know this information? If I did, what would I do with it? And Mm. why I get excited here is you could make different changes in your life and learn how to play your cards the best that you can. And I'm fascinated with all things about that. It's, It's about trying to stay young as well as you can. He goes through a four-day fast to show the benefits of how resilient our body is and the positive things that can come from that. Is this on Limitless? Yeah, Limitless. Okay, yeah. because I only watch a first episode. Yeah, I, I think there's like six episodes, and yeah. they're all different. I like you gotcha. might like two or three more than you like number one. Mm-hmm. In another example was the effects of how resilient our bodies are exposing ourselves to hot and cold temperature. For example, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you guys with this one. By using a sauna three times per week, it reduces all-cause mortality by something like 40%. So basically, go to the sauna. In in as little as 20 minutes a week, you get big-time benefits. But if you can go three times per week, it reduces – because it brings your blood pressure down, reduces heart disease, which is the number one killer. What about like hot showers? Hot showers can help. They don't get you as hot as a sauna. Got you. I see the sauna selling on Amazon. There's for 200 bucks. Would you recommend something like that? If you know you want like a real sauna, ideally, uh-huh. um, as long as it gets the job done, it's what I tell all my clients. Like if you have the disposable income, like build a sauna in your backyard. Yeah. It pays off. And obviously 
Exercise probably is a higher priority, but the sauna can help you sleep and so many good benefits. Mm-hmm. And what you'll get from watching this is like immediately a few things that you can do right away to improve yeah. the quality of your life and test the resilience and learn how to handle stress that much better. But I thought it was really entertaining. I'm a nerd for this stuff. I hope that they start to show stuff like this uh, in schools in the future. I'm sold. That's amazing. I'm sold. And this is on Netflix, yeah. Apple. This is on National Geographic. Which is on Disney, I think. I think it's on Disney. Yeah, I guess it's Disney. Yeah. Yeah, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. I got Disney yeah. through a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I used it and then I ended it when I was done. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. I, you look at it that in the big picture, you can knock things out in uh-huh. a month or so and you, you pay one time fee to binge it and, you know, take it as an educational lesson. So before we go, I'm going to do a quick you just share one other thing. You don't give more details. Just share one other episode that you recommend or a movie you recommend on one of these streaming services. Think about it. You have 10 seconds to think about it, guys. 10 seconds. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Let's go. We'll start with Jay. Um, one show, movie you recommend? Shrinking. It's also on Apple TV. Similar writers that helped with Ted Lasso. It's about a shrink who needs a shrink who's going through all a lot of life issues. Hilarious. Probably one of the funniest things is out there. Nice. All right. Dreams. All right. I'm watching Ghosts too right now. I'm starting with this old joint Power, mm. if you know Power mm-hmm. series. It's yep. Ghost. Got this young guy named Tariq. Got a couple of uh, little drug dealing sales. Hustle. I like the hustle of everything and like him getting these situations where he has to brainstorm and figure out how can I get out of this situation? What are the right pieces? What's the solution? And just a little mm-hmm. quick moment. So I that's what I love about the show is high energy and it always leaves you like, I can't believe that just happened. What's happening next? So yeah. if you don't have to check it out, it's called Ghost 2. It's two seasons Ghost right now. Ghost 2. All right. Yes. I thought that was a sequel to the Patrick Swayze Demi Moore. Uh, it is. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Different Patrick. <laughs> Power. <laughs> gotcha, Power. gotcha. My recommendation is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I think it's on Amazon. Mm. It's my favorite movie of all time, the cinematography, the storytelling. It's about three guys in the Civil War searching for gold. You know the story. You know the music. It's a classic. Clint Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef, Eli Wallach, one of the greatest movies of all time. Tarantino calls it the perfect movie. Mm, it's, okay. it's so beautiful. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. All right. With that, I want to leave you guys with the experiment and close this off. The experiment is... Pick one or two or three shows that we have recommended here. Don't overdo it. You could pick one and that'll be okay. But do that. Go watch it and be inspired. Try to see it beyond the entertainment value, like what we shared here. Is there a lesson? How could I use this in life? Is it inspirational? Where could I apply it in my life? Does it solve a problem that you have? Could you relate to it? Could you share it with someone who could be inspired by that so think about that side of it not only the entertainment value and with that said that's it for today and we will close it off here we out we out boom boom Boom. (laughs) hey what's up this is big dreams thank you for checking out today's episode of the manhood experiment if you like today's episode please subscribe and give us five stars Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself 
keep growing and join us again on the next episode of the manhood experiment Thank mm-hmm. you.